This is Mark McNeese with my co-host Rick Rose, and you're listening to another edition of The Twist. Welcome to The Twist Podcast, everybody. It's really spring here, finally, Rick, although the mornings are still very chilly. It's sunny, and you know it's it's coming. The warm weather, the gardening, all of that great stuff out, out here in the country. Yeah, you started your gardening. Good morning, everybody, and good morning, Mark. I saw you had a little deer hit your new garden, though. We did, and it's funny because people think... Um, on Facebook, I put that picture of a deer in the garden. Um, and they thought, well, they said, well, like, get an electric fence. That's not the problem. The fence, I, ex- I expanded the garden, so there's an opening in the fence. I have to put more fencing out there. But the fencing is fine. It's worked for the last two years. It works great. Nobody, get, no, no, nobody gets in there. Well, I know. And I love deer. I was up north a couple weekends ago, last of the winter up there as well. Uh, I was out walking down, and there were deer everywhere. But last night, I took a nice hour and a half walk after going to see the movie Mumbai Hotel, which was about the uh, Mumbai city attacks of 2008. It was a beautiful movie, uh, very touching. But I took a nice long walk, and on my walk, I saw the last patch of snow here in Madison that's melting and going away. You, so, think, it's, you think there's going to be any more this year or no? Well, it's snowing up by my mom, where I referred to I was last weekend, but it doesn't stay on the ground. She's still got a lot of snow that's got to melt. You know, she's up near the UP of Michigan. So, um, but no, it's not coming back. Sometimes we get snow in April, so I shouldn't, shouldn't jinx it. My friend Amy has her shovel out on her porch still because she doesn't want to jinx it by putting it away. So. Yeah, I think next year we're going to get a snowblower. We have a neighbor who plows the driveway when it's really bad, but it wouldn't hurt to have a snowblower just in case. Well, I have a condo, so I don't have to deal with any of that. I file my nails while they're out, you know, doing the yard. So it's good. And uh, I just want to let folks know that LGBTSR uh, is back. Ca- is back. Yeah. It's back. I've been doing that website for eight years with a couple of extended breaks. I just took a long one. But I looked on there. Last week we were in Atlantic City. And for some reason, when I'm in a hotel, I'm I'm like extra excited in the morning. I don't know why, but I'm like really creative and I have all these ideas. And I checked the web traffic on this site and it's still getting good traffic every day because there's a lot of content on there and i said you know what i don't know how many more novels i'm going to write i'm two chapters from the end of um a house in the woods scary horror suspense not gay it's a straight young straight couple but very suspenseful and creepy and it takes place in a little town um in a little yep. house in the i want to make it into a movie i want to make it into a well movie. you should i think it'd be great i mean i know there's people there's a lot of money in horror movies yes. and, and i watched one on netflix like a month ago that was horrible it was absolutely horrible and i couldn't believe anybody put money into it and i thought i'm writing a really good story so i really should think about pitching it to somebody or finding some finding some filmmaker who wants to make a yeah you a million dollar elsewhere yeah a million dollar movie and, and and we could all get rich yeah. but i'm two chapters yeah. done from that and um i totally forgot what i was going to say oh well, i'm L- talking about lgbtsr for LGBT- those that haven't been there it's for those of us that are 50 plus in the lgbt yes community. and our many friends and allies it's for anybody older um, but it's, you know, it's very specifically LGBTQ. So It's awesome. And big news in the, in, in the United States for the L community, you saw, you know, two. Chicago's mayor, Lori. And look at that. She's two L's, Lori Lightfoot lesbian. That's, I know. <laughs> Three that's L's. alliteration. Three L's. And it's great. Also, she's a black woman. So she becomes the seventh black mayor, the largest female black mayor to lead. I mean, <laughs> she's not large, but. The the first no, she's pretty small actually, uh, and you know she never held um, she never ran for office before. She's a, much like our a, president. Yes, <laughs> she should be good. And then just north of her, here in Madison, we elected our first uh, 
uh, a lesbian mayor. So Satya well, Conway uh, won. Satya Rhodes Conway. And it's awesome, Mark, because she defeated Paul Soglin. A little bit of what happened, um, you know, when you defeated an incumbent. It's cool. He was first elected mayor. Get this. He's been around a long time. He looks like Albert Einstein. He was elected here in Madison in 1973 to mayor for the first time. Oh, my God. And, you know, it's a trend because Lambertville, which is my favorite little town here. I love Lambertville. Um, is uh, has a lesbian mayor now. And the same thing happened. She defeated an incumbent. He'd been the mayor for years. And along comes this this fiery, determined lesbian. And she's the mayor of Lambertville. And Doylestown, Pennsylvania, another really cool town, has a gay mayor, a white gay mayor. There's a lot going on. And then two others last night, she led the lead in Kansas City in the runoffs. She, she got the most votes. Uh, uh, she will be running for mayor, and she would be lesbian. And also, it looks very likely that the city, another big city of Tampa, Florida, will get a lesbian mayor. Boy, it's just awesome. And hopefully, awesome. hopefully, because this is one of my big topics, sweet on Mayor Pete. That's for the headline. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, I just, I was not paying him that much attention, but everybody's listening to him now because he's, well, well, we'll talk about that in topics, but we could have certainly a gay vice president. I just, I'm so concerned about uh, unconscious bias uh, coming into play if he's the nominee, but he should be because he's the best one running now. I'm going to hold that off a little bit. Yeah, I want to talk about it, but I did post something on our Facebook page, so just reminding folks, too, we do have a Facebook page, the, page, the Twist Podcast. I'm going to post some fun pictures that correlate to our stories today when we get into topics. Launching a new thing today, too, Mark. I love this idea. The Twist List. The Twist List. The it's Twist the List. The Twist List. Thank God we don't have a list. The Twist the, List. The tw yes, that would be um, Catalan. That would be bad. And then we are still going to each show... Uh, each podcast feature another podcast. Shout out to our other podcast friends who are out there doing great podcasts. I'll have a little podcast review when the show and a couple of quotes. Thanks for joining us for the journey, and let's just jump right in, Mark. Yeah, and I'll have a podcast next week. I already know what it is, and a meow. There's a clue. Oh, um, a little sound, of, little sound effect in there. So, um, yeah, let's get going. Sweet on Mayor Pete. That's my my lead in because it's a positive way to start the show. Mayor Pete Buttigieg of South Bend, Indiana. I grew up in Elkhart. If you know the area at all, which you probably don't, there's Elkhart, Mishawaka, oh, Elkhart, Mishawaka, South Bend. South Bend is the biggest of them. It's where Notre Dame is. Um, but I grew up there, and I came out in high school in 1976 in Elkhart. And anyway, so years later, they have a South Bend had a gay mayor, and I'm like, that's really really cool, uh, because that's the state also gave us Mike Pence. So there's some contrast, but. Um, now, of course, uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg is running for um, the Democratic nomination for president. And he's like raking in the bucks because people listen to him and he's so well informed. He's so erudite. There's a word you don't hear much anymore, but he's very Love erudite. He's yeah. erudite. He's he's not and he's not wonky. He's like he's he's a policy wonk who doesn't sound wonky, you know, and he's young and he's energetic and he's what one thing I really like about him that also inspired me big time is that I realized that sometimes the most courageous thing we can do is believe in ourselves. He obviously doesn't hesitate to be who he is. He's a gay man. He's a mayor of South Bend, Indiana. He's running for president and listen up, you know, get ready folks. 
I just find that incredibly inspiring, both for young queer people and everybody. Just absolutely everybody, not just queer people, everybody. Just just the message itself is Believe good. Believe in yourself. If you want to you bring do. back LGBT senior and knock it out of the park, just do it. If you want to do whatever you're doing, Rick, just do it. Believe in yourself. Don't hesitate. And uh, but he's he's um, he's been on all the talk, you know, the Sunday shows, and people are like, wow. Uh, this guy knows his stuff. He's just into the details, into the sewage system of South Bend, and uh, he's just amazing. And I would so, so love him to be our nominee. Um, but like I said, one of the concerns I have, it's called the, the Brady Effect. I don't know how much it comes into play anymore, but years ago, I voted for Tom Brady, black, uh, black uh, Los Angeles mayor for governor of California. He was ahead in the polls, like way ahead in the polls the night of the election. We wake up and he lost the election. So they came up with this thing called the Brady effect where a lot of people told pollsters, oh, of course I'll vote for Tom Brady. But then they go into the poll and they can't, they just can't pull the lever for a a black man. And I'm a little bit concerned about that with Pete. I mean, we can forget about, uh, you know, the conservatives. They're not voting for a Democrat anyways, and certainly not a gay one. And the the religious, the evangelicals are going to flip out if he's the nominee. But um, I'm also, honestly, I'm concerned about even some of um, our allies because I've been gay a long time and I'm not naive. Uh, and I just don't know. I don't know if some of them or if enough of them to, to lose the election would get in there and either not vote or, you know, or maybe, mm. the, pri- maybe the primary would be the test. Like if he, if he actually won the nomination. Well, uh, I think. I'm going to put some positivity into it. I think it's his chance. Well, we just talked about all these gay folks being elected to mayoral positions. Even beyond that, what we saw happen in the 2016 election where a woman was blocked because, because not necessarily the Brady effect, but I think there was a lot of fear. And we realized, boy, we should have let that happen when Hillary ran. So I think it's going to happen. I think a Biden Buttigieg ticket would be really interesting just because I like the alliteration. I know, but you and I, here we go. We should have this conversation several times over the next year and a half. <laughs> Why? Because we were both Hillary supporters. I, 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 my, I suspected Hillary was a weak candidate, not because I didn't like her, but because the, the, um, her opponents had had 20 years to vilify her and convince people that, they're, that they, she was shady. They don't um, judge whether she was new. or not. No, but Biden, come on, man! You got all I these know. all these I women know. now coming out and saying, "Oh, he made me so uncomfortable, and he touched me, and he brushed I against know. me." And I'm, you know, I don't mean to make fun of them because I take that all very seriously. I'm, a, you know, a, you know, a bit of a survivor myself. I take it very seriously, but I think, you know, I think Biden's in trouble with all of that stuff. Yeah, I do. So, too, and I'm I'm hesitant to like jump on the Biden bandwagon. And well, lose again. You know what I mean? I, no, I hear you. I put by uh, Buttigieg in first position. I would agree with you. I just think, hey, you know, it'd be a cool, cool literature. Or Buttigieg, thing, but... Kamala Harris, a Harris well, Buttigieg ticket. Wow, Buttigieg man. Abrams. Wow. Who? Yeah. Abrams. I'm not a big fan of hers. How about Lightfoot? Let's put her right in the running. Oh come on, she's she just got. Well. No, seriously. Well, in the runoff, you know, there were 14 people. She placed number one, had the most votes ever in a runoff in the city of Chicago. Or, you know, Chicago. Or here, here's one, Warren Buttigieg. Uh, ah, that'll get me. You don't like down. Elizabeth? No, I don't like Elizabeth Warren. I used to love Cory Booker, not a fan. I'm going with Buttigieg. And I'm As sort of anybody morning. but Bernie. I just never liked him. I just don't like him. The kids love him, so I don't know what's wrong with me. It's like I question myself sometimes. I just viscerally don't like this man. He's not inspiring to me he's he's like grumpy and old and who 
Bernie Sanders, and he also he oh, hides. It really, p- you know, it pissed me off when Bloomberg gave himself a third term as mayor, despite the voters having uh, twice Cold voted for term limits. And it bugs me that Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat, but he runs as a Democrat. It's like if you're not a Democrat, you're not a goddamn Democrat. So don't run as one. Well, I know. And then I talk to people who are more on the independent side, younger people specifically, who do qualify him as an independent, which he is. But we could go on and on. I'm ring yeah, we're bell. not because we don't have that time. Go on. I know we don't. Ring that bell. I'm going to talk about Representative Maloney, who uh, is a New York Democrat who is gay also. He's introducing a bill or introduced it yesterday to ban taxpayer funding of conversion therapy. This is a hot topic. I think our, our current president came out today and said he did agree with uh, the number two Democrat to put off any vote on uh, replacement for Obamacare. We're, that's my other here. big topic. We're after well, I'll this let you one. talk about it. But I no, after say, this one, I'm not interrupting you. No, no, that. no. And it's a great topic because uh, it's a political move, I'm sure. But I want to hear your thoughts on it. But conversion therapy is still covered in like 20 states, guys, by by uh, by Medicare. And it's it's covered by insurances. Medicaid? And what's, Medicaid, yeah, sorry. Okay. And what, what's sad about it, Mark, is uh, this bill, you know, they've had some movement. If I had this story a year ago, 41 states were still covering it. Now it's down to about 20 states. In the, in the last couple of weeks, New York actually being one of them, in the last couple of months, actually has banned conversion therapy. Maloney wants to make it a national issue and make it a federal law. And it needs to happen. Um, there's a beautiful movie out this year. Nicole Kidman played the mom. Uh, called A Boy Erased, as you know, that really talked about it. And the, the issue here is anyone can practice um, and perform ex-gay therapy and be paid for it. And it's really sad. So you have church leaders doing it. You have all different kinds of people doing it, practicing therapists doing it, but you also just have people doing it. And it's it's horrible, Mark. When you look at the numbers, <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's terrible. I think... Um, you know, all over 700,000 people in the United States have gone through ex-gay therapy. Um, bless you. Oh, that was Frank, huh? No, that was, it might have been. Oh, I heard someone sneeze or cough. But anyways, the numbers are absolutely scary. And it's time that we take it on and look at that. Um, an additional 50,000 people will be subjected to the, this controversial practice from a religious or spiritual advisor alone before the age of 18. It's time to see a change. And by know? the by, you know, this reminds me. I when I was a, when I was a teenager, because like I said, I came out in high school. I went to see um, my sister was seeing. A, we were in family therapy with Dr. Clausen. I don't remember his first name, but he had helped my sister survive um, anorexia. This is back in the seventies. And I went to see him by myself one time because my parents, of course, I had come out and they thought he was going to make me straight. And he told me accept yourself. So I have always credited Dr. Clausen with telling me at a, as a teenager that I'm gay and that's there's nothing wrong with it. So, um, but anyways. Uh, now Maloney, what's his first name? Um, I don't remember. I, geez, and I lost his first name, but I will tell you, he's, he's a good guy. He's taking on as being strong. You know, okay. and every, just as one last comment, every prominent professional health association, whether it's American Medical Association, the American Psychological Association, Academy of Pediatrics, they're all behind Maloney. Uh, behind this gentleman to to take this on because it needs to change and I don't know why it's take I don't know why it slipped the cracks you know oh yes I'm totally and you gave me my second part of my headline conversion con I like that or something like that oh, but that I know I was just gonna say if he married somebody named Baloney he would and hyphenated it, it would be Maloney Baloney <laughs> well that's a good one Mark I'm always trying to <laughs> I'm trying to stay alert on these. 
Well, um, is that a, is that a uh, headline too? You should write that as a headline. No, because nobody would know what I was talking about. I'm trying to find out his last but conversion name therapy con. I like that. Uh, Sean Maloney. Sean. S E A N. Good Irish. Good Irishman. Ding ding. I got a new bell. Let me let me introduce my new bell. You had that two weeks ago. No, here's the one two weeks ago. Okay. Frank, li- Frank likes the bells. I'm just going to throw this out quick here. Um, just the ACA. I mean, that's the other the other part of, I think it's part of my headline. But no, the Affordable Care Act. This has been on my mind because I work for health insurance. I'm 60 years old. I'm not going to be on Medicare until I'm 65. Frank's a year, a year and a half older than me. And I provide health insurance for, for both of us. It's I like doing that as my contribution to the family. But if the ACA is thrown out if the district court sides with this lunatic republican judge in texas and throws out the aca um, it's already unaffordable it's already extremely expensive but if that's gone i work until i'm 65 i'm going to have zero options um, because i'm not buying some crappy catastrophic plan that doesn't cover anything Uh, that's not going to happen so and i think this is going to cost the republicans hugely in 2020 and interestingly uh, you know, the Trump administration last week sided with the with that judge, um, the DOJ, uh, Department of Justice. And so, and then Trump, of course, he's so, I just don't know. I don't make anything of him anymore because to me, he's a clown. He's just an insane, uh, unhinged clown, mentally unstable. And he starts, you know, he tweets out that the Republicans are going to be the par- party of health care and they've got something spectacular in the works. I mean, you know, it's a lie. They have nothing in the works and the man lies constantly. And sometimes, sometimes I do waste my uh, waste a moment wondering: Do his supporters believe him, or do they just are they in on the joke? Are they just in on the joke that it's all bullshit? But if they get rid of the ACA, it's going to cost them a lot. And then yesterday he said, "Well, we're not going to take it up until after the 2020 election." Thank you, President Trump, for yeah. giving for giving the Democrats <laughs> something to say. Listen, folks, this is what they're going to do to you after 2020. They're going to get rid of the ACA. They're going to, you know, there's, there, he's, he's already said he's got this, this Catholic judge, this lady, I can't remember her name, but he said she's his replacement for Ginsburg. He can't wait till Ginsburg dies. Oh, yeah, he's got it all lined up. Yeah. Um, so anyways, the ACA is an issue for me because it could have been fixed. And it's frustrating because the public, first they hated it, but most Americans now support the ACA. And with the penalty gone, with the tax penalty gone, you don't have to buy it. So what's the problem? Leave the fucking thing alone. Why are they still trying to destroy it when there's no longer the the issue for people, which was having to buy it, having to you know pay this tax penalty? That's gone. I think it's, I've always thought it's because of, it was Obama's achievement. And they just have to try and destroy his legacy completely. But it's going to cost them heavily in, in the, the next election. And um, it should. It should. Because it's if they had fixed it, it would be affordable. I totally believe that. We would have more competition. We would have in carriers who did not pull out, um, who did pull out of the markets. Um, it would be a completely different landscape, I think, had they supported it as the law of the land. And they didn't. But we're gonna we're holding them to account for it. This moment brought to you by Duncan's New Peeps Coffee. It's like diving headfirst into a pool of marshmallows. Yes, Mark, Duncan's Don- Dunkin' Donuts has launched Peeps-flavored coffee. Just saying. Where's the check? Where's the check? I don't know. I'm trying to, trying to lighten things up because you are so right, but I, I, uh, it'll be interesting how it plays out. But yeah, you can get chocolate cherry cold brew. You can get sweet sriracha I hate, bacon uh, Cold breakfast. brew is horrible, by the way. It tastes it's just awful. Ugh. 
but this peeps thing and you can get the peeps coffee with the peeps donut it's got that's for easter right yeah it's out now though but i can't well and and i i i happen to like duncan donuts coffee but never uh, try to get a job there frank will really no frank won't go to duncan's anymore because i went to two of them i went to two of them to apply when i was looking for work and they both said oh we'll call you next week Never called me. Totally blew me off. And they still have help wanted signs two years later in their window. So, you, you know. know, it's funny you mention that. I was craving 75 cent flat wings at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. You can get just flats, which is rare. Usually they upcharge you when you want drummies or flats. So I was all excited. I called three times. They put me on hold. The third time they just kind of must have recognized my number and hung up on me. I said, I'm going home to make my own food. I'm not giving them that business. Who, Dunkin' sh- Donuts? They make wings? No, the, no, this was Buffalo Wild Wings oh, last I'm night. Tuesday, Tuesday, they do. We should have a we should have a twist list of places we're never going again because they because they snubbed us. That's the bitter queen show. We are not going there. Bitter party of two. But uh, I had to throw the peeps thing in because I love. Now I learned about you. I didn't know you loved Duncan. It's not Dunkin' Donuts as we know. It's just I do like it. I I like. I love their coffee. I won't. I I don't like them. Not for the reason you stated, but that's a good one. Frank is right. Because I think when you look at that ratio of the top dogs versus the workers, the top dog of Dunkin' Donuts makes like improportionately higher amount of money than than the workers. I don't know if you know that. They're always at the top they of the list. They all do. But yeah, hey, ring the bell. Terrible. Cut me off. Are we on bell. the news yet? No, we will be in a minute. I want to uh, reference, you know, Charlie Porter communicates with us a lot. He actually uh, won a prize. Yeah, he did show. win when we were doing that. Yeah, he did. He's we're, a great it's, guy that's on hold right now. Yeah, I know. But. But Charlie's a winner. I mean, he, he is. is a winner. And so I reached out to him. I said, hey, Charlie, what do you want to hear us talk about? What do you like that, Mark? Huh? Pretty cool. Reached out to the peeps. What did he say? Well, he said a couple things. He wanted to talk about Eurovision. He's a big fan of the show Eurovision. And internationally, Eurovision gets more followers and more viewers on their finale. Eurovision's like worldwide American Idol. Each country sends a singer. It brought us Alba. It goes back way that far. Well, Eurovision has more viewers on its final show than the Super Bowl. It's huge. But yet the U.S. hasn't really embraced it. It only airs locally here in the States, I should say, locally on the Locals channel. And it has a huge gay following worldwide. So Charlie was just a little concerned about that and didn't know why America didn't embrace it. And it's interesting because Will Ferrell is coming out with a movie for Netflix, yet another movie that's going to launch on Netflix. And it's going to be about Eurovision, which will be wild because he's funny from Anchorman and all that. So Charlie was a little worked up about that, and I get it. Um, which led me deeper into the subject of Netflix movies and why people are releasing movies on Netflix. They don't have to deal with box office numbers on the weekend. They don't have to deal with huge P&A budgets, which are you know promotional publicity and advertising budgets. There's a lot of reasons uh, movie screens are moving to home screens, you know. So that's an interesting thing. The other thing that it brought me up was about the U.S. in general, and Charlie did bring this up. The study for happiness came out last week, and the U.S. mark never rates in the top. I don't know if you know that. Well, I'm not surprised. Uh, Finland, I think, was in the top for, oh gosh, maybe the third or fourth year in a row. Um, The U.S. way below. And they said that basically it's because, um, you know, there was a satisfaction, happiness uh, growth in the United States among adolescents, particularly from 91 to 2011 for a good solid 20 years. It quickly declined in 2012. And they say a lot of it is because of social media. And they say a lot of it is, um, you know, that despite our country having some good things happening, like violent crime rate is lower than usual, believe it or not, unemployment rate is lower, income per capita has steadily increased over the last decade, but they're saying they're just not happy, you know. 
kids are growing up less happy. Well, than it's also were. right. I think right in the current moment, it's also a very tense place to live. It's it's very divided, very polarized, very angry. I think it's all that, yeah. Nineteenth place we were. Top was uh, like I said, Finland, Denmark, Norway, Iceland, all the Scandinavian countries: Switzerland, Sweden, Nor- Netherlands, New Zealand, Canada, and Austria. We were number nineteen. So thanks, Charlie, for those things that were interesting to dive into this week yes and I, I, the giveaway thing popped into my head uh it's about lgbtsr um there is a giveaway for uh, to be drawn may 1st from but you have to be sub, 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 subscriber so go to lgbtsr.org or dot com it'll redirect you there and subscribe it's a kindle hd um eight fire oh that's awesome am i eligible uh i don't think so I work for a subsidy. I work for a subsidy of the main made mark company. Well, you no, used no. to be a contributor too, and you still can be if you ever want to send anything in. Uh, yeah, I was part of the uh, founding no, group. No, I, that would be totally. They, they people would think that was like really fake. Uh, well, I'm not going to do it. It's okay. Hey, by the way, I'm a huge Moby fan, and this is so interesting too. I just got to say, as we're talking about how the world has changed, he has a new album out, and guess where he launched it? He launched it on the app called Calm. You can get the free app. His songs are long, though, you know, like Moby songs are now like 37 minutes each. But he came out with this new album, which is called Long Ambiance 2, appropriately. And it was released for 30 days only on the Calm app. So if you have the Calm app, you can hear his album before it goes main release. Isn't that wild? It is wild. Where's the check? You're like, <laughs> you're like plugging all these people who don't pay us. <laughs> well, you yell at me for the shout outs, which were free. <laughs> now, now I'm taking revenue on the side. Okay, Mark? Okay. okay. Headlines, folks. So this is our, is it, oh, oh, what? this is not our list yet. No, is the list is the last. List? We're going to do the oh, list last every okay. week. These are headlines. Okay. These are my headlines, and then you can do yours. Betsy DeVos wants to eliminate federal funding for the Special Olympics. Now, of course, Trump came out after after the outrage over this and overrode her because he's a king and he can just do this kind of thing. So, yeah, Betsy DeVos, uh, who, is a, who is a very shady character in my opinion because she's a she's an evangelical and she's very wealthy and she's made a lot of money off of for-profit charter schools. Uh, so she's basically like really damaged the public school system in Michigan to her, to her great, Horrible. to her great profit. And in Trump's new budget, they were going to cut out um, special Olympics funding. And <laughs> like, okay, that didn't go over very well. So he, he went So he saved it. He saved it. Yeah. He saved he was, it. He yeah, saved he, it. Not Arnold. He, no. Uh, Mayor, Mayor Pete Buttigieg's husband, Chasen, Chasen, I love that name, Chasen, uh, Buttigieg is totally winning the 2020 <laughs> spouse primary. Uh, husband of the, the South Bend mayor is a constant presence, at least on Twitter, where he posts wow. a steady stream of commentary in fluent millennialese. And apparently it's very popular. So he's, um, he's a hot, hot, he's a hot political spouse right now i like uh, his name chasen Buttigieg, because i bet he is a chasen and he's been chasing terribly um the insanity of democrats attacking pete Buttigieg, another another mayor pete thing for not being gay enough now i posted something on facebook i'm not going to read it yesterday because i was really pissed off there was an article I in, saw it. yeah and it was very actually very powerful and a lot of people liked it and agreed with it there was a, a slate article about Buttigieg being sort of a privileged white man and who happens to be gay and he doesn't represent the queer folks and i was like you know we died. About 50,000 of us died. Uh, you and I were there. So I'm tired of this. This Every time now I see this, once in a while I see these things about, you know, white gay men aren't queer enough. Uh, it really pisses me off, man, because we're all dancing. We're all standing on their bones. So I, I was like, fuck that shit. Um, 
Janet Jackson was finally inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Good for her. Now, this was interesting. I didn't know, but when she had when she had the wardrobe malfunction, which was an accident. It was an accident. It was not deliberate. And, of course, Justin Timberlake skates on it. Nobody holds him accountable for anything, even though he's the one who ripped her costume off. But Les Moonves was furious with her because they got fined. CBS, whatever the network was, got fined for that. So he was out to destroy her career after that. Did you know that? Yeah, No, but that's interesting. No, I did not. Well, she her career suffered, really, when you read about it. Her, she Think was a, she was a hot thing. She was a like a, a almost a superstar at the time, and her career took an enormous hit over that. And it wasn't fair. It was totally unfair. So I was really happy that she's finally in the Hall of Fame. Federal judge blocks Medicaid work requirements in Kentucky and Arkansas. Another another blow to uh, the administration, Trump administration, and the Republican states because they're doing these work requirements now, um, which I have mixed feelings about because I do know a couple of people who could certainly work. They could certainly work, do what I do, which is work in a deli in a grocery store. But, you know, they don't. They get Medicaid. So there's part of me that goes, you know, they should be working. But there's a lot of poor people in, in especially rural areas where there aren't any jobs. So Arkansas passes this work requirement for Medicaid. you got to report every month. You have to do it on a line. 45, on. 45% of the people in this county don't have access to the Internet. They don't have computers. Oh, they don't have smartphones. And they're supposed to go online once a month and report the hours they worked, all this other shit. 11,000 people in Arkansas lost their health insurance because of this. And a judge yeah. blocked it. So I am, and the thing is, work requirements are new. Medicare, Medicaid's been around for decades, and there was never a work requirement. But of course, the right wing being who they are, they, they just love to punish people. And they seem to think being poor is a moral failing. Uh, Barbara Streisand, Michael Jackson's comments were alarming. This was last week. She said something in defense of Michael Jackson. Oh, it was horrible. And it was something. She said, yeah, we all have urges. Well, yeah, and she was like, she was like, well, these kids, they got careers and stuff, and they had went on and had kids, so they must be okay. I mean, what a horrible thing to say about, a, about a seven-year-old being 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 molested by the biggest star in the world. Come on, that's it for me. And then I got my list. Well, those are good ones. I love our show. I just gotta say, I love our show. It makes you like you bring up things I haven't heard once. In well, a while I'm waiting for product. somebody like Tosh to discover it. Like Tosh dis, um, found my video that went viral a couple of years ago, two million hits. I'm waiting for somebody to accidentally hear us on Spotify. I know. And go, hey, I did, hey well, these I guys are great. That, that, I know we're on Spotify. Did we hear back from Radio.com? I think we applied there too. Didn't no. we? Oh yeah, I didn't hear back. iHeartRadio, they didn't hear back either. You know what? And I'm at this point in my life where I don't chase this shit. I, I put I it know. out there. They say yes. They say no. Who cares? Well, you know, I feel let's take the green room or lavender room into conversation here with our listeners. I love doing this, Mark, because it gives me time with you and it's just fun. And I know, you know, it's a little bit of work, but yeah, I just love doing it. Anyway, just want to say thanks. Hey, ring that bell. <laughs> I knew you'd cut me off. No, I was no, I agree with you. That's my agreement, Bell. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm going to put on a little uh, post some pictures I said on our Facebook page. So follow the conversation there, all 260 of you. We keep building that page, which I love when people yeah, see it and yeah. like it. But PETA's ad, they recently put out their latest ad, which is uh, which was a human being. It looks like Bernie Sanders a little bit, drinking from a cow's teat. Really? Uh, yeah. It's a cow breastfeeding a man. The animal rights organization shared a sexual cartoon in an attempt to stop people from drinking cow's milk. Check it out, guys. It's uh, a Well, really I mostly don't. Thing. I really have been off milk for a while now. It's I use um, almond milk. 
you know, and it's it's good. And almond milk's tasting better and better. Coconut milk, I use it all. Uh, and, you know, I'm on a keto diet, as you know, so I have to watch my carbs. And people forget that they load milk up with sugar. Like, why? You can find milk with, like, 16 grams of sugar. Wow. I didn't yeah. know that. And, you know, I think I've read that we're the only mammal that drinks another mammal's milk on a consistent basis. You don't that see That makes it sound really creepy. Uh, I'm going to puke. But that ad is pretty good. I'll post it there. April Fool's was the other day. Lots of corporate companies, you know, doing their, their usual tricks. The winner, apparently, was, I think it was Google, because they did a bunch of different things. Um, a lot of companies, though, I think it was Microsoft and Netflix, kind of making statements like this corporate... April Fool's stuff is over. It's done. We're not doing it anymore. How boring. Um, not interested. But Google came out with a lot of funny stuff. Like they came out with on their, um, they threw another joke at people that were, I think, followers of Google Home, which is like Alexa. They called it Google Tulip. They said, if you download this, you will actually, it's a device that you can speak to flowers. <laughs> and then they added okay. a playable version of the snake video game to its Google Maps. Um, they also showed off, uh, uh, a screen cleaner, which they said is for your mobile device, which is actually like a windshield for your screen. My favorite though, and you'll get this cause you just mentioned Spotify, Spotify issues every week, uh, a discover weekly. So it looks at what music I'm listening to and sends me out a, a playlist called discover weekly. Well, yet on April pools, they sent out this list to every one of their people and they called it disco cover weekly. If you didn't get it, go check back in your uh, emails or your notifications because they took regular songs and did uh, disc, uh, disco versions of them, Mark. So it's very, very funny. And uh, Amazon came out on Audible, you know, you love your Audible, with a humorously useless product um, that was called Audible for Fish. It okay. says it's exactly what it sounds like. I, I thought they were great. Are you over this topic? I thought no, it was no, no, it's fine. <laughs> and Zatarin's, which I love Zatarin seasoning, they came out. It was funny. Um, Louisiana friends will appreciate this. They did an ad for a new um, laundry detergent called Crab Boil Laundry Detergent, saying all your laundry can smell like a crawfish boil. Uh, very interesting. I, I want to bring up the fashion world. I had posted a picture on our Facebook page of Rosa Ferrigno, who's from upstate New York, I think, 75 years old. You'll appreciate this, working at the Giant. 300 plastic grocery bags she took. She squeezed them together, tied them together, made her own knitting needles because they were she couldn't buy knitting needles big enough to handle that kind of thread or the thickness of it, and made her own little outfit out of it. Oh, Posted nice! A picture. It's very cute. Also, in the fashion sense, this is weird. El Capitan, um, not El Capitan. What's his name? El, who, who's the bad guy? Guzman. Yeah, Guzman. El Cap, El Chapo. Ch El Chapo. He and his wife, while he's in prison, his wife Emma Coronel have come out with their new clothing line. Oh, that's entrepreneurial. It's just crazy. This project is an idea that he had for a long time, and now he's got time on his hands. His wife, who's 29, was a former beauty queen, of course. She's long had an interest in fashion. The line is expected to launch this summer. Their daughters are their inspiration. So, yeah. <laughs> crazy. And that's all I got. Excellent. Are we ready for the twist list? I I, I got too much list. to do today to come up with a sound effect, but I'll come up with something for the twist list, 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 list. Um, are we ready for that? <laughs> yeah, shoot them. These are our favorite headlines of the week, and need they say more? They don't need any commentary, folks. Right. I've just and we'll add stuff to this, like other things that can go on our list, whether products, our favorite gadgets, that kind of stuff. But we're just starting this, folks. So. 
be patient and um you know and that gives them something to look forward to right so this i've just got three headlines and then i got my quote at the end when you're done no i'm all set oh right psychic yuri geller is gonna stop the brett you know brexit what that is um he's gonna stop it telepathically the illusionist Yuri, Yuri Gelly has called on the British people to help him in his efforts to telepathically stop Brexit by sending their own telepathic messages to <coughs> Theresa May's mind, uh, compelling her to revoke Article 50. Okay, good for him. Uh, it doesn't seem to be working, so. <laughs> Here's one that's not funny. I mean, they don't have to be funny, but New Jersey, um, they just were in the, leg- the legislature met last week. And uh, we are now the eighth state that will allow assisted suicide, which I happen to support. What I was not happy about was that they did not uh, have the votes to pass the marijuana um, recreational use law. They had it in the the Assembly. They didn't have it at the Senate. They were like three short in the Senate. I was really, really disappointed about that because I wanted New Jersey to pass it. I think maybe they will. They didn't hold the vote because they knew they couldn't win. They couldn't pass it. So maybe in the fall, maybe next year. I happen to, um, sometimes I use edibles. Uh, I don't think it's a problem. And um, I would like to be able to go into Lambertville and buy some instead of getting them on the black market. But it's very rare. I, it's a rare thing for me. It's not a, like a, I, I don't have a problem with, with this, with that particular thing. Um, Barbara Bush had a clock that counted down Donald Trump's presidency in her bedroom. This is my closing one. I thought it was fabulous. Somebody gave it to her as a gag gift. But in her bedroom, Barbara Bush, uh, who was horrified that Donald Trump was elected and did not vote for him, had a clock in her bedroom, God rest her soul, that was counting down his presidency. So <laughs> I That's hope it, crazy. I hope it's an accurate. I hope the clock does not get extended for four years. <laughs> That's my headline list. You gotta love her. Mine are here. They are, guys. I got four of them. Just gonna whip them out there. I don't know which one to start with. Here's some in the animal world. I found two that I love. Distracted driver turns out to have two hundred fifty pound pig on his lap. Wow. That make anybody ever? That's how do you text with a pig on your lap? I have. He <laughs> talked about double distraction. Here's another one. Skunk rescued after getting its head stuck in a beer can. Well. I I, yes I didn't see that I saw some stuff like that and I smelled a skunk today I said to Frank there's a skunk outside somewhere because I smelled it in the living room you're not being like uh, metaphorical or no I smelled a skunk they have a distinct smell they do their little glands carry it but I'm glad the thing this animal was saved I know (laughs) I'm glad too I had to work this in because you and I like our bodily humor sometimes sometimes Sometimes. we do we get giggles on here sometimes the third one is Australian court rules farting at someone may not be bullying the victim of this charge said that his former supervisor, who he called Mr. Stinky, would fart around him five or six times a day. Wow. The judge, the judge ruled it was not harassment. <laughs> it was not work abuse because flatulence is something that just happens. And so people, I always thought this was interesting, too, is that all odors are particulate. So I, I learned that years ago. I'm puke. I, I'm no, but puke. it means that you're, it means you've got little fat, fart particles going up your nose. When you smell anything, flowers, anything, coffee, it's all particles. So you're smelling fart particles. I know. I know, Mark. How can that not be considered assault? I'm assaulting you with fart particles. He should have. But the, but the judge was saying the guy couldn't help us. Like it was an accident. He was just a fart we have, machine. We have a guy at work that likes to burp and fart. They just think it's funny. Well, my favorite another... place to fart is an elevator, as long as it's <laughs> silent. 
What do you do when the door opens and you get off? Aren't you feeling you just, guilty? You try not to laugh. <laughs> it's so bad. Don't ever do that when I'm visiting you. We do not do that. And my last uh, twist list headline is, man performs bizarre sex dance for angry pheasant while wearing only a G-string. Oh, I bet he was on Molly or something like that, right? I don't know. Scantily clad farrier Steve Phelps stepped in to help a client who was having problems with a territorial pheasant on his land in the most bizarre way possible. No, he wasn't. He was just helping a friend out. Okay, yeah. He was doing like, he was talking like the animals talk. He was talking like the animals talk. He was dancing like the animals dance. All right. I want to give you my podcast review. I know. Yeah, because next week I got one. I'm excited about it. You know, there's all types of podcasts. There's crime podcasts. There's listicle podcasts. There's whatever. I'm a foodie, and I found out about this one called The Southern Fork. Now, I do have a friend that runs, two friends actually, that run a company called The Southern Fork in Shreveport, but it's not them. This is the host of The Southern Fork. You can find it online and subscribe. Well, I'm going to because i got a tweet at him. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, good idea. Southern Fork has been around since 2016. Host Stephanie Burt travels the southern United States with a fork and chats with some of the most interesting voices in the culinary south. From chefs to farmers, bakers to brewers, pit masters to fishermen, they all have a story. Here are their stories. Um, If you go to our website, her tagline is, let's dig in. I love it. Very I love it. I love taglines. Ours is... um... Fasten your headphones. I love that one. You came up with that. You do all yeah. of our creative marketing. Yeah. I love it. Um, but Stephanie, uh, this week on the podcast, shared a few of her top eating and drinking locations throughout the South. Um, so find out where you have the best cup of Joe. Find out where you get the best lunch in town down in the South uh, for fried chicken, of course. She also goes into craft wines and um, beers and all that. So shout out to her, the Southern Fork. Mark, yeah, please. Uh, the take Twist it. loves you. Yeah, the twist in the twine. Oh, isn't that what a fork is? The tine. It used the to be your restaurant, the, the twine. Oh, twine, yeah. I'm talking about tines on the fork anyway. Oh, tines. Check. like tine daily. Yeah. Check it out, folks. Tine daily. Do your bell. Uh, it's, it's your turn to do a bell. Oh. Uh, okay. For you, Frank. For you, Frank. I got my quote. You ready? Yeah, my quote. Yeah, you shoot. Now, George, wait, wait, who's got, who's got a positive quote? Are they both kind of on the darker side? Well, mine is... It's not dark, but I like George Conway. That's Kellyanne's husband. I don't know how their marriage is going to survive this presidency. Yeah, that's weird. She, even, like she threw him under the bus the other day, and I'm like, I can understand being married to somebody who's of, of a diff- the other political party uh, because there's a lot of that. I know so one of our neighbors is... She's progressive. Her husband's a Republican. Uh, I don't have... You know, that's okay. That's not that abnormal, but she works for... the Kellyanne is the president's, like, spokes person not well that sanders but trump like attacked her husband and to me that's that crosses a line and that's when i would say as a spouse if you i'm sorry i'm gone you know i'll i'll lie for you <laughs> but you're not going to attack my husband but be whatever she's this is her moment of fame and maybe that's just too intoxicating for her but anyways george conway is her husband and he tweets constantly about what an unfit lunatic donald trump is <laughs> and this is my quote because, you know, the Mueller report came out and no one has seen it. Barr, a Trump appointee, you know, gives his little four-page cover story for Donald Trump about being, you know, and the it, Trump's and the administration goes, he's completely exonerated. That's a, the exact opposite of what Mueller said in the report. He was not <laughs> exonerated. Anyway, so George Conway said this, quote, Americans should expect far more from a president than merely that he not be provably a criminal. 
they should expect a president to comport himself in accordance with the high duties of his office. As all presidents must, Trump swore an oath to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution and to faithfully execute his office and the laws in accordance with the Constitution. That oath requires putting the national interest above his personal interests, which he has never done and never will. That's my quote. That's a good quote. Uh, yeah, and I do like that he speaks his own. Who knows? It's all just a facade out there right now. I don't know what's real and unreal out there. Well, he's real. And She's fake. Yeah, he's the real guy. Real deal. Mine comes from the boy, the boy, the boy who was erased, the base of the movie Boy Erased. Um, he wrote a book called Boy Erased and Memoirs. His name is Gerard Conley. And then that was made into the movie I referred to earlier. <clears throat> and it's, it's quite a quote. I mean, there's a lot of great quotes from the book and from the movie about gay conversion therapy, which we also call uh, ex-gay. Um, here's his quote. The chorus of voices will grow each year, revealing decades of pain, decades lost, families torn apart, relationships ruined, because people outside the ex-gay world can never understand what we patients went through. Here's to all 700,000 of you folks. And may there be a change. And thank you, Dr. Clausen, for not putting me through that. Um, great quote. Great quotes. Great show. Loved it. The twist. Are you listening? No, wait. Fasten your headphones. It used to be, are you listening? But um, thanks, everybody. We're going to be back next week. And I'm going to have a podcast. It's also a radio radio show to recommend to everybody. And um, that's about it for today, Rick. Thanks, guys. Have a great, bright spring day. Thanks, Mark. Bye.